a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. If money affects your life in any way, Money Making Sense will talk about it. Be financially healthy, wealthy, and wise. Here's your host, Heather Kelly. Welcome to Money Making Sense, the show that talks about all things money. Today, I am joined by Dr. Leslie Ray Matthews, and we're going to talk about how vitamin D3 can help you through the pandemic, and I'm assuming a lot of other health issues as well. So welcome to the show, Dr. Leslie. Thanks for having me, Heather. First of all, let's explain what vitamin D3 can do for the body. Okay, first of all, vitamin D3 is not a vitamin, it's a true hormone. Hormones are different than vitamins. When they discovered it 100 years ago, they had vitamin A, vitamin B, and vitamin C. So the next substance they discovered, they just named it vitamin D. However, they did not have the modern technology that we have. You have receptors for vitamin D or hormone D on every cell or tissue in your body, your lungs, your heart, your kidney, your bones, and everything. So it's a hormone. You have 30,000 genes in the human body. So hormone D or vitamin D controls 3,000 out of 30,000 genes in the human body. So that's 10% of your DNA. So just imagine, Heather, the things that you can do with hormone D or vitamin D if you learn to manipulate it since it controls genes and DNA. Some, one of the most important things that it controls is how your immune system responds to any type of infection, whether it's bacterial, viral, parasitic, or fungal. And it also is important in cancer surveillance. Another thing that it does is uh, with the coronavirus uh, and other diseases of chronic aging, you have uh, chronic inflammation, we now know is the most common cause of all diseases of aging. So another thing that vitamin D does, it decreases the amount of chronic inflammation. So imagine if I can increase my white blood cell count and decrease the chronic inflammation, I can control a lot of things. I understand you were researching how, I'm just going to call it D3 now and not a vitamin. (laughs) I I understand you were researching this well before coronavirus was even a glimmer in anybody's eyes. Oh, yes. If you Google my name, you you see I I discovered a link between vitamin D3 deficiency and ventilator-associated pneumonia about 10 years ago. So patients in the ICU are board certified in general surgery and trauma critical care. Uh, you would notice that patients in the ICU have like a 40% mortality rate once they get pneumonia on a ventilator. So the mortality rate with the coronavirus is uh, 1%. So I'm dealing with things that had a 40% mortality and I lowered the mortality rate at Greater Memorial Hospital at Morehouse to 3%. So we uh, decreased the incidence of ventilator-associated pneumonia from 80% down to 20%. So we kill a lot of resistant viral, bacterial, fungal. It didn't matter what type of pneumonia. Once you understand the, the processes of biochemistry, pathophysiology, anatomy. So I had the advantage of being a surgeon. I'm taking patients to the operating room. So I'm looking inside the body in real time. 
So that's the advantage I had over all the other researchers in the world, you know, surgeon, I'm looking inside the body, seeing what it does in real time. So some things I have not even published yet. And pneumonia affects the lungs. And yes, COVID-19 has mm-hmm. been known to just go right after the lungs. And so yes. that's why you believe that if we use D3 or have the proper amounts of D3 mm-hmm. in our system, it can help reduce the symptoms of COVID. Uh, yes, it can. One of the things that it does is you can measure this directly with a biochemical marker. So you have a, a white blood cell. We can measure it. It's called a CD4 count which measures the T-cells or white blood cells in the body. So uh, once you start a vitamin D, high-dose vitamin D, which I pioneered, uh, they said doses were too high, but uh, what happens, most people don't know, is after 24 hours in the hospital, your vitamin D level drops 50% automatically, whether you have coronavirus, a heart attack, a stroke, traumatic brain injury, or you're shot. So if your level is 30 today, it's going to be 15 tomorrow. And certain medications and other things drops it also. So if I increase my white blood cell count, I can fight off any infection, regardless if it's bacterial, fungal. So one thing that vitamin D or hormone D does, it increases the white blood cell count directly. I can measure that, which is the CD4 count. Why does the D3 count decrease just because you go into the hospital? What What is that about? Because uh, when you're under stress, um, imagine uh, call hormone D, you can call it anti-stress hormone. So anytime your body is stressed, whether it's pregnancy or, uh, like I said earlier, a traumatic brain injury, heart attack, stroke, or whatever, coronavirus, anytime your body's at stress, it needs more nutrients and more energy. So in order to upload or upgrade the, your, your immune system, you need more vitamin D. Uh, so it's chewing up the vitamin D faster. Well, that makes sense. <laughs> This is a good place to take a break. When we come back, I want to go into how much D3 do we actually need? Is this something that we're going to take every day of our lives or Mm -hmm. only when we get sick? So I'll be right back with Dr. Leslie Ray Matthews, and we're talking about D3 and the pandemic. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought... There are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Money Making Sense, the show that it affects your life in any way money-wise. We're talking about it. And today we are talking about D3 and the pandemic. Joining me is Dr. Leslie Ray Matthews. And Leslie, in that first segment, we explained why D3 is so important to your mm-hmm. body and your overall health. Mm-hmm. How much should I have and be taking? That's a great question, Heather. This is where the controversy comes in. Each person is different. So it's based on numerous, when I'm considering how much vitamin D to give a person, I have to look at one 40 or 50 different factors through my head. I can do it spontaneously now since I've been doing it so long. Obese persons need more vitamin D than a smaller person because it gets stored in their fat cells. A darker-skinned person needs more uh, vitamin D because they can't make as much as a lighter-skinned person. A darker-skinned person has to stand in the sun three to ten times longer 
than uh, a lighter skinned person to make the same amount of vitamin D because the melon serves as a natural sunscreen. And you're worried about cancer if you're out in the sun mm -hmm. for that long. No, we don't recommend staying in the sun. We made a compromise with the dermatologist. I'm glad you brought that up. So the compromise was you go outside 15 minutes and then after 15 minutes, put your sunscreen on. So the dermatologists are comfortable with that. And so we've made that compromise. So that way we don't have that uh, argument or discussion anymore. So they're, they're agreeable with that. So wait, does sunscreen, I know, helps to prevent you from getting sunburned and, and we're trying to prevent cancer. Yes. But does it actually block D3 from the sun? Yes, it blocks. You have two different sun rays. You have UVA and UVB. So it's the UVB sun wavelength that basically makes vitamin D. So it blocks UVA and UVB. So you can't, it blocks 98% of vitamin D production. Uh, sunscreen does. Okay. It's like cloudy days. You can't make any sunscreen. You go to uh, Seattle, it rains 300 out of 365 days a year. So the vitamin D in Seattle are very low also. So uh, smog and pollution lures you go to Los Angeles, they have a lot of smog and pollution, so it blocks vitamin D production. You go in the Middle East, they wear the burkas and all of their eyes are exposed, so their vitamin D levels are zero. You go to Dubai, uh, which is a wealthy country, all the citizens have health insurance and their vitamin D among some of the lowest in the world because they're indoors all the time because it's so hot and they wear burkas and longer clothes and their body's not exposed. Elderly people cannot make as much vitamin D as a 25-year-old or 21-year-old. So when you get to be 70 years old, vitamin D is mostly made. 90% of vitamin D comes from the sun striking your skin. Then it creates a compound that goes to the liver, and it puts a chemical group, a compound on that. Then it goes to the kidney. So in order to make vitamin D, you need a healthy sun. You need a healthy skin. You need a good liver and a good kidney. So any one of those things go wrong, you can't make as much vitamin D. Dialysis patients are often supplemented with vitamin D by their uh, by their kidney doctors because they can't make any vitamin D because of the bad kidney disease. People with cirrhosis of the liver and alcoholic liver disease can't make as much. And so it's about 40 different things. Malabsorption syndromes can affect that. And so we can go on and on. So when I'm considering how much vitamin D, I have to consider all of that. You have to consider the fact that you're in the hospital, your level drops 50% automatically. Certain medications lower your vitamin D level. Steroid hormones, seizure medications, HIV medications, or some of them lower vitamin D levels. So each person is individualized. There's not one dose that satisfies all people. So you have to take all those things into consideration in the time of year off. For just a moment, let's set aside all the sick people for a minute sure. and, and okay. address those of us that maybe can't get outside as often or as you said, mm -hmm. we're covered up. Mm -hmm. Can I just take vitamin D supplements and just as mm -hmm. many as I want? Or, I mean, how, how do you decide how much I um, should be taking? And is this an injection or orally or how mm -hmm. do I get extra vitamin D if I can't get, get it from the sun? Okay, is I take it orally because as a trauma surgeon, I was working 80 to 100 hours a week. So when I got out, out off of work, it was dark. When I went to work, it was dark, regardless of the time of year. So I take the soft gel supplements, which is a real small pill. There are multiple different things that you can take. You can take, they have the sublingual, which you just uh, spray underneath your tongue. They have the gummy bears, which some adults like. And I don't recommend the gummy bears. Uh, those kids I mostly recommend. And you have the liquid uh, version, which you can put in your orange juice or your milk or whatever. So they have several different types that you can take. And then the injectable, I don't recommend that as well because you want to use that in the hospital. 
And so we stopped using injectable because of the oral works a lot better than the injectable. Are you saying we should be taking this every day then? Yes. Whether we're yes. sick or not? You need vitamin D every day of your life from the cradle to the grave, as I say. All phases because you every day you're using vitamin D. And we found out taking it daily is better than taking it like weekly. So your levels are higher. The average person should range anywhere between one to 10,000 IUs a day. But that needs to be done in conjunction with your doctor. Go to your doctor, get your vitamin D level checked once a year. It should be a part of your physical exam. What if I'm someone who gets out at least once mm -hmm. a day, take walk a mile, sometimes three miles a day? Mm -hmm. Okay. Is that enough sun for me to do if I can do it almost every day? Okay, that's a very important question, Heather, because most doctors don't understand you can only make vitamin D in the northern hemisphere or in the United States from late March to early October. But after the first week in October, you can stay outside all day in the sun. You won't be able to make any vitamin D because you need the sun at a 90-degree angle. We're just like plants. Plants need the sun at a 90-degree angle to make crops. You can plant all the seeds you want in the wintertime, but you're not going to grow any crops. So we need the sun at a 90-degree angle. So now the sun is going in the southern hemisphere. So you go to Brazil, you can make vitamin D below the equator. And uh, so you won't be able to make vitamin D in the United States until late March. And so that's why people get the winter blues. Your vitamin D level drops about 30% in the wintertime. Wow. Okay. I'll just fly to Brazil. That can't be inexpensive. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So then I know you said there's a lot of factors involved in figuring out mm -hmm. how much we should take. That's why we probably need to go to our doctor just to verify. I shouldn't just walk in yes. the store and go, oh, vitamin D, I'm just going to start taking it. I mean, what happens if I overdose on vitamin D or cannabis? Uh, that's a good question. I learned that lesson early in my career. Even with my family members, if I said take X amount of dose, they would say, well, I feel since you told me to take this, if I take double or triple of dose, I'll feel better. I said, I didn't tell you to do that. <laughs> so, I try to get people to make sure, because you can get vitamin D toxicity, which is rare. So it's the vitamin D deficiency that causes the most problems. When you get a vitamin D level less than 18 nanograms per milliliter, that's the concentration from the blood tests in your blood, your risk of death goes up 30% by all causes. Whether you have a heart attack, stroke, you're in childbirth, or coronavirus, or traumatic brain injury, or gunshot wound, so just having a low level, your risk of death goes up. Because remember, I said this is an anti-stress hormone. You need more of this anytime your body gets under any type of stress because it stimulates your immune system and it's anti-inflammatory. It decreases inflammation in your body, which damages your other organs. So most people, the federal government says 30 nanograms per milliliter is normal. But, you know, we did a chart, uh, my first paper called the Matthews Danner Omnigraph, where we showed that 30 was not sufficient. And that was established by the federal government. So they thought either you're crazy or you're, you know what you're doing. I said, I could be a little of both. And the uh, reason we did that chart was because you don't get maximum bone density until you get 40 nanograms per milliliter. That's important for women with osteoporosis. So telling them to get to a level of 30 is not adequate because your bone doesn't reach maximum bone density to 40. That's also important for athletes. So I started working with athletes and stuff. And so... Once we got them above 40, football players start having less fractures, less sprains, less muscle injuries. Uh, then they heal faster, and uh, they were less likely to get injured. Actually, the football team I worked with, the first year in 2011, went 85 players, uh, 15, 14, 15 games, 5A Georgia football, only one concussion the whole year. And that's unheard of And because uh, your skull is a bone also. 
So if you look at rams, battered rams bat, uh, butt heads all day, and they have thicker skulls than us relatives, so that energy gets transmitted to the bone when it doesn't get to the soft tissue of the brain. And a woodpecker slams his head into a tree 17,000 times a day. He doesn't fall off with a concussion or, or knocked out with a traumatic brain injury because they have thicker skulls relative to the size of the And they're and, uh, outside so, all the time and getting the sun and getting the D3. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're outside. So animals, when, even when we put them in enclosures, bring them in uh, to the zoos, they have shorter life expectancies. They have more infertility. They have arthritis, diabetes, and heart disease. They start getting diseased like we do because they're in an enclosure in the caves and they're not out in natural sunlight. Animals in nature tend to run a vitamin D low between 50 and 55. So how can 30 be normal if every animal, we are of the height of the animal kingdom, so 30 cannot be normal if every animal on the planet runs between 50 and 55 uh, out in, in their natural environment. So my question I ask, who knows more, Mother Nature or or the government? Mother Nature, government, Mother Nature, government. I, I voted Mother Nature. Uh, knows more about you know where levels should be. So once you get up in that 50, 55 range and stuff, that's when your your immune system kick in. So at 30, you just get enough vitamin D to keep from having rickets. So when your your concentration is 30 nanograms, 40 nanograms per milliliter, you start getting enough vitamin D to have your bones stronger and stop fracturing your bones when you fall. Like and that's important for nursing homes and women with osteoporosis. So if you supplemented patients in nursing homes, you'd have fewer falls. You have fewer you know, hospitalizations, and we can cut all these pelvic hip fractures. Because when the elderly person fractures, most of them don't survive five years after they fracture their pelvis. Uh, my mom fractured her pelvis at 86 in two places, and she was walking in six weeks, and the doctor couldn't believe it. You know, uh, Subsidized her with high-dose vitamin D, so she's a big believer in um, high-dose vitamin D. So then once you get above 50 nanograms per milliliter, it starts stimulating your immune system. So most doctors don't understand at different concentrations, vitamin D does different things. So this is where I need to go to my doctor to figure mm-hmm. out how much, A, get tested every year, like you said, to see what sure. levels sure. my D3 is at. Yes. And then mm-hmm. based on that, she mm-hmm. can recommend how much mm-hmm. more I should be taking to keep my immune yes. system protected. Yeah, it, sh- it should be monitored uh-huh, at least yearly. All right, we need to take one more break. When we come back, this is the big question, doctor. How much is all this going to cost me? (laughs) We'll be right back with Dr. Leslie Ray Matthews. Welcome back to Money Making Sense, the show that talks about all things money. Today, we are talking about how D3, we always call it vitamin D3, but I just learned today it's a hormone but how D3 affects your health and how that can work during the pandemic. Joining me today is Dr. Leslie Ray Matthews, and you've been doing a lot of research on this subject. In the last couple segments, we discussed how it can help your immune system, how much you need. And now I want to know how much is this going to cost me, doctor? Okay. I mean, you know, I don't have a lot of money. I can't just Mm -hmm. be buying a bottle of D3 every other day, every other week. Vitamin D is relatively cheap compared to the benefit you get for your health. A bottle of like 90 pills or 90 soft gels would cost you 5,000 international units would cost you approximately $15. So, you know, something that lasts you 90 days for $15, I think that's a bargain. Or you get them as low as like $10, $12 in some stores. You can go to Walmart or, or Costco or CVS pharmacy and buy them over the counter. So they're relatively cheap. I go to Walmart over the counter and I buy them myself over the counter, GNC and 
those are some of the places where you can buy them relatively cheap. Vitamin D gives you a bang for your buck because I uh, remember I said when your vitamin D level is less than 18, you increase your risk of death by 30%. So if I can, as a physician, cut my patient's risk of death by 30%, I'm going to show you how much, since this is money making a money matters, uh, how I uh, talked to my chairman what From the time I got to Morehouse in 2007 until I retired in 2019, that's about 13 years, we didn't have a single lawsuit, malpractice. Normally, you have a lawsuit, a malpractice lawsuit in trauma critical care every 3,000 cases. So we went over 21, 25,000 cases without a single lawsuit. Were my residents perfect? No. But we cut the amount of heart attacks, strokes, and falls, all that in half. So you cut all that in half, your patients get out of the hospital faster, they heal faster, they end faster. So before I got there, they had over $30 million in malpractice lawsuits and then zero dollars paid out of malpractice from 2007 to 2019. So imagine how many millions of dollars I saved the hospital just in malpractice insurance. Yeah. And, uh, so my residents, like I said, were not perfect. You know, they made mistakes, but they had fewer chances of making any mistakes because patients were getting out of hospital four and five days faster than they normally would. So we not only decreased the hospital cost, decreased the number of days. The ICU bed costs $4,000 a day. So if I can cut three or four days off the ICU stay, that's $12,000 off the patient hospital bed. A floor bed at Grady costs approximately $1,400 a day. So if I can cut three or four days off that, imagine the money that you can save. So uh, the hospital benefits, so they were making more money and paying out less in malpractice insurance. And so vitamin D, if I was a, a president of an insurance company, I would have all patients in my insurance company uh, uh, getting vitamin D levels checked yearly. I mean, because you would save a lot of money. Right. And just as an individual, even if I mm -hmm. do wind up in the hospital for mm -hmm. whatever, if yeah. I've been taking D3, as you said, I could get out of the hospital much faster because my mm -hmm. immune system is going to help me heal faster. So mm -hmm. I just saved myself, even if it's just a regular hospital bed, I am saved myself $1,500 for each day I'm not there. Yeah. Well, actually, I used to joke with my residents. I said, if I ever come into hospital as a trauma patient, God forbid, I said, stabilize me and then transfer me to the risk carpet. And I said, I can get a suite for $300 a night. Uh, I see you being a great, it costs $4,000 a night. I said, give me concierge service and jacuzzi and the risk carpet. And I can save a lot of money and high dose vitamin D. I'll be fine. All right. Well, let's go back to that vitamin D for a minute. Because you had mm -hmm. mentioned that average price might be $15 for a bottle of 90. But mm -hmm. you said it can be even cheaper. Yes. Is all vitamin D3 created equal? I mean, how do I know I'm getting the right vitamin? Uh, well, I'll stay with the, the name brands, Nature, Brand, Sundial. And so there are several brands that are, are reputable that uh, you can ask the, the people who work at the store. They can tell you which brands are reputable. I just stick with the reputable brands. There's about there's several of them. I don't stick with just one brand. As long as they have a reputable name and, you know, honesty and doing what they do, never had any issues, those are brands I'll stick to. So those about four or five different brands. All right. Anything else we need to know about vitamin D3 and the costs associated with it or, and maybe also without it in our lives and especially during the pandemic? Well, another thing that I used to do in my lectures or talk, I said, uh, uh, I've worked all my life, uh, 80 to 100 hours a week for 32 years. So I, I never got married, never had kids because I was so involved in my career research. But since I'm retired now, if I ever get married, I said, the first thing I'm going to do is uh, help check my future wife vitamin D level. 
I said, because if she has a high vitamin D level, she's going to be healthy and cost you less money for hospitalizations and illnesses and things like that. So it's very important for your health. Very important as we age, too. Yeah, that's funny uh, because I'm checking the financial report of my significant, <laughs> potential significant other. <laughs> uh, if I'm a, a professional owner, actually, I've met with Nick Saban, Kirby Smart. So Nick Saban's the Alabama's football team takes vitamin D. Look how fast and big and strong they are. They were like men playing children most of the games. And look at Kirby Smart. Those two teams rank number one and number two. Because your players heal faster, they stay healthier. So a 12-15 game season, if you can keep your players healthy and you have a good coach, great a great coach like Nick Saban and Kirby Smart, you can, you know, basically go through run, go through postseasons and win championships. Now, one thing I just want to clarify, you are not saying that taking the correct amount of D3 to help our immune system will prevent us from contracting COVID or any other illness, but you believe that it will definitely shorten the span of the illness? You can still get COVID if you take vitamin D, but it's going to be a mild. The people that have contracted it have had mild cases, and most of the people that have contracted COVID while on vitamin D had guests over their houses and, uh, you know, out in crowds without their mask. And so, so whether you have a vaccination or you have vitamin D or you do both or either, or you still need to maintain safety, hand washing and social distance and, you know, wear the mask and do the other appropriate things too. But it's just an adjuvant in the treatment. It's not a cure-all. You still have to, you know, exercise, keep your weight down, drink plenty of water, practice, you know, a healthy uh, lifestyle. Stop smoking, don't drink too much, lower your stress. So you have to do all those things, too. Thank you so much, Dr. Leslie Ray Matthews. You just told us almost everything I think we need to know, at least in the basics of D3 and how to keep ourselves healthy, especially right now during the pandemic. Thank you, Heather. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening. You can email me with any questions or topics you want to hear about at hkelly at ksl.com. That's h-k-e-l-l-y at ksl.com. And because this is Money Making Sense, you can subscribe for free on Spotify, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast, and you'll never miss another episode. Thanks for being a Money Making Sense listener. Follow your common sense on the social media, Money Making Sense, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.